Algar Productions. Welcome to the Death of Podcasts. I'm Al and this is Amanda. Hello. And we're making our way through Terry Pratchett's Discworld series one book at a time. This month, mm. we're discussing book 22, The Last Continent. The Last Rincewind. Yes, The Last Rincewind book. Good. Ever. He shows up, I think, like yeah, once or twice. Yeah, he makes some cameos, yeah. but this is the last book that stars Rincewind, so. Hooray! Yeah, and him coming in as a cameo is fine. Yeah, I it's don't like, hate oh, him as a side guy. character. No, I just am tired of his adventures. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be said. Why don't you tell us what happens in the book? Okay. Rincewind goes to Australia. Well, that's not what happens. It's not but... Australia. The very first line of the book is the this the continent described in this book is not Australia. It's Australia. Nope. Not Australia. Australia, Alaska, Australia, Alaska. No, America, Australia. Australia, Alaska. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Oh, we've gone off the rails already. So, uh, yeah, this was what we don't like about books with the wizards in Mm -hmm. them, like moving pictures and Mm -hmm. soul music. Plus, mm-hmm. what we didn't like about the very earliest Rincewind books yep. where he just wanders around. It was both of those things together. Mm-hmm. He just wanders around from thing to thing. And actually, That's you know what? That's how the what? first two books happen. Let me just get into my bad thing right yeah. now. Yeah, all right. Uh, this plot is a heartless shambles. That's a that's an interesting turn of phrase. Yeah, it's there's no character. Mm-hmm. There's no... There's no real, like, cohesive theme, which a lot of Terry Pratchett's books have. Well, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. That's that's what we like about certainly the second half mm-hmm. of this series, which we're now in, Yep, is the books are about something and they or have- Or about a, someone. Yes. Yeah. But those two things are not mutually exclusive yeah. either. Usually when it's about Vimes, it's about Vimes dealing with some major issue. Just like when it's about Granny, it's about her dealing with some major issue. Right, but it, it can also be just a character focus. Like, he's, there are some books yeah. that are just sort of character focuses, and that's fine, too. Yeah, but they're also usually kind of about something. This mm. book is about nothing and no one. No, and Rincewind, the character, is no different now in book nope. 22 than he was in book 1. And there were some okay Rincewind bits in this that were fine. Yeah, honestly, the wizards were so insufferable mm-hmm. that the Rincewind bits were less objectionable, mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, good, we're cutting back to this. Yeah, but neither of them were great. No. And the plot really sort of meanders all over the place, like the early books. Yeah. Just going again from joke setup to joke setup without yeah, any of- real cohesion instead of fantasy scenarios Mm -hmm. his comedy character is going from you know australian Mm -hmm. joke to australian Mm -hmm. joke he meets mad max and Mm -hmm. he meets crocodile dundee Mm -hmm. and he meets priscilla queen of the desert Mm -hmm. and like he just had a list of australia things and did you know australia is a thing yes i i knew that before i we both said why don't we just watch the 22 minute episode of the simpsons Mm -hmm. where they go to australia Mm -hmm. and it will be funnier and more efficient. Yep. And they, uh, Terry Pratchett does a, like, that's not a knife, this is a knife joke in this. And I think we can all agree that the final word on that joke is knifey spoony. Yeah, I that's, believe that's it That's it. However, it might not have been out yet, is the thing. We're, yeah, but I'm just saying that's, yeah. that's yeah, it's there's been, no point. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But there is nothing to say. And the wizard stuff in particular, mm-hmm. I found very... Very tedious. Mm-hmm. Like when we've talked in the past about how I don't like the wizards, yes. it's this book I was thinking of. I didn't specifically match these 
memories to this book, but that's where it's coming from. There's a couple of wizard bits in this that I like, just like in all the rest of the wizard books, mm-hmm. but it's weighted pretty heavily, haha, fat, um, in uh-huh. the wizard stuff. I'd say the second half with the wizards was a lot less objectionable than the first half. I didn't like any of it, and the thing is, I know there are people who like these books. There mm-hmm. must be, mm-hmm. and what I would ask them is, not counting Ridcully or Ponder, mm-hmm. name your favorite wizard. You, you, there's, they're, they're indistinguishable. They are only titles, and I've said this many times before. They, the book even makes a joke of that, where Ridcully doesn't know any of their names. Well, what's my name, Mustrum? Sam, well, you're the I mean, chair Max. of indefinite studies. That's your name, right? Like, and it's like Terry Pratchett is acknowledging these mm-hmm. aren't even characters. And yet, we're a spending a whole book with them. A couple of them have a few things, I no, guess. No, they don't have characters. What no. they have is, this is their joke in this book. Yeah. In previous like, books, the dean was the rebellious one. Yeah. In this one, I think it's the chair of indefinite studies is horny for Mrs. Whitlow. No, it's the wrangler. Or the senior wrangler. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what the hell that means. It means he's horny for Mrs. Whitlow. Yeah, but what did it mean in the previous book? What is the senior, what is he wrangling? Previously, he was preparing... Okay. To be horny for Mrs. Whitlow. It just, it's, uh, and. There's some not bad stuff with uh, Ponder and uh, Ridcully, where Ponder's trying to explain stuff to him. I did not find those entertaining. Mm. I found them frustrating mm. and stressful. And I'm going to get into this. This is why, this is the book where I realized why I dislike Ridcully so much. He's a loud, willfully ignorant bully who's in charge of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Reminds me, it hits a little too close to home. Like, it never sat well with me when I read these the first time. But now, it's like, oh, oh yeah. What if a person like that was in charge of people? Mm-hmm. Oh, wouldn't that be terrible? It's not funny. It's terrible. He's just like, every time someone's like, well, here's the common sense reason this works. He's mm-hmm. just like willfully ignorant. Like, no, it isn't. I think we could blow up a hurricane. And that's also something that was funnier before we had I to never, live in it. I never thought it was funny. Now it makes me angry. And in addition to that, this is the book where we learn the bursar was driven insane by Ridcully's abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilarious. He's traumatized. I just... Uh... Cully's an asshole. We'd seen that in previous books. Like it doesn't come as a surprise. No, but it's, it's just but there's a whole long passage about how it happened mm-hmm. and how the bursar had to retreat into his own mind because Ridcully abused him. Literally abused the him. The bursar did try and kill Ridcully in previous books. Yeah, but that's. I mean, I'm not gonna say that mm-hmm. made it okay, but that is the world that they lived in. But regardless. And I'm not saying Terry Pratchett handled this insensitively. I'm saying it's not funny. The thing, that is the thing. It's not, none of this is really especially funny. And I know you like Ridcully. Yeah, I do like Ridcully. I think he's, I think he can be a funny character. I like when he shows up in other people's stories. He's not a great main focus. No, because he's in charge of all these people. And particularly in this book, he just, uh, Terry Pratchett's grinding axes about corporate speak again, mm-hmm. which he already did in Eric, and that was one of the few things I liked about mm-hmm. Eric. But you've done that joke, man. Move on. And he had nothing new to say here? No. It's just more dynamic solutions, and I look, I hate that corporate speak as much as anyone, but... And it just sort of fizzles out and never pays... Like, it, it never turns so into anything. So many things in this book mm-hmm. could be described that way. 
Yep, there's a lot of stuff that feels like we we get we start it and then it just sort of disappears. Yeah, there's a lot of things that seem like they're going somewhere. Yeah. Like, okay, well, this is all right. I wonder where it's going, and then it'll just disappear. And the answer is nowhere. Like never. There's a there's a kangaroo, mm-hmm. a talking kangaroo that follows Rincewind around, and even saying that out loud is like, oh, that's that's pretty jolly. I, I kind of liked the talking kangaroo. Yeah. The implication is that um, the creator god sent the trickster. Did the creator god send him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the evolution god, the creator god, the, the guy with the sack with everything in it. From like book two? No, no, from this. Uh... Yeah, so he sends the uh, the kangaroo. I missed that part, I guess. Well, it's also hard to stay focused on this book because it was largely boring. That's true. But the kangaroo is supposed to be like a trickster type god who is going to trick Rincewind into being a hero. Um, and that's fine. That's, that's happened fine. to him before. Yeah. Like, that's uh, all right. I'm all right with that. But then the kangaroo just like sort of disappears. Once Rincewind's on the path to, to doing what they but want him a, to do, he just poofs away. He deus ex machinas him a couple of times. Yep. There's one point where he's going to be killed by these tough guys mm-hmm. who are sheep shearers mm-hmm. and- this god helps him shear mm-hmm. like a hundred sheep in ten minutes or some ridiculous thing like that. And it's like, okay, well, it would be a really cheap narrative mm-hmm. trick to just get your character out of trouble with this god unless mm-hmm. there's something more to mm-hmm. it. And there wasn't. So it's a cheap narrative trick. There wasn't there was a not a bad bit where Rincewind keeps running away from things and falling into water holes. Mm-hmm. And um the god says, like, you know, the kangaroo says how do you think you've been finding water? It's been me. And Winch was like, no, I've just been falling into it. It's just bad luck. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, that's... No, what he says is, it's good luck. And then the kangaroo says, think about that for a minute. Oh, yeah, I don't have good luck. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and you know, some supernatural force mm-hmm. or some important being or person... Mm-hmm making Rincewind do a thing he mm-hmm. doesn't want to do. We've seen that. We've seen that, and it's yep. not bad, but then it doesn't go anywhere. Nope, then nothing comes of it. Nothing and comes of so many things. It turns out that the wizards... Um, so what happens with the wizards is uh, the librarian is sick. That doesn't go anywhere either. No. How, what was he sick from, and what caused it, and what He's caused poorly. him to be... And what caused him to be cured? He needs more electric. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's sick and they are trying to find out what his name is so they can cast a spell on him and make him better. And I like that. Yeah. And the librarian doesn't want anyone to know his name because he doesn't want to get turned back into a human because he likes being an ape. And actually, this is, I'm just going to do my yeah, quote do now quote. because it's, yeah. it relates to this. So as they're trying to figure out, the thing is he sneezes and he mm-hmm. keeps turning into things. It's, it's. That bit can is pretty funny. It's it would pretty be funny if I knew funny. where it came from. It's just like, even if he's it got was, a magic cold, uh, it needs more than that. You can't just hand wave and say magic. Like the whole point of Terry magic. Pratchett, the whole point of Terry Pratchett's magic system is that one, it it does have a logic to it, but two, it's you can explain it with jokes and footnotes and weird, mm-hmm. bizarre flights of fancy. And it is funny though, him turning into different yeah, stuff by sneezing. But if there was like a long footnote about the disease that he had mm-hmm. or whatever, just, I don't care about it making sense as much as there being an explanation. It could be a nonsense explanation anyway. Uh, so he sneezes again. Um, the pile of clothing settled. 
When the wizards pulled it away, they found underneath a very large, thick book bound in hairy red leather. Says Ook on the cover, said the senior wrangler after a while in a rather strange voice. Does it say who it's by, said the dean? Bad taste, that man. I meant that maybe it'd be his real name. Can we look inside, said the chair of indefinite studies. There may be an index. Any volunteers to look inside the librarian, said Ridcully. <laughs> Don't all shout. The morphic instability responds to the environment, said Ponder. Isn't that interesting? He's near the library, so it turns him into a book. Sort of protective camouflage, you could say, as if, as he, ev as if he evolves to fit in with... Thank you, Mr. Stibbins. And is there a point to this? Well, I assume we can look inside, said Ponder. A book is meant to be open. There's even a black leather bookmark, see? Oh, that's a bookmark, is it? Said the chair of indefinite studies, who'd been watching it nervously. Ponder touched the book. It was warm. And it opened easily enough. Every page was covered with ook. Good dialogue, but the plot is a little dull. <laughs> so that was that was all right. But also, that reminds me, I was from that right. line, from he appears to be evolving. I thought that was going to tie into mm -hmm. all the evolution stuff. Nope. It doesn't. Nope. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. You were you were making a point about the librarian being sick. Oh, yeah. So the librarian's sick. Um, we do this bit where he gets... Uh, he keeps transforming into other stuff. There's actually a, another nice bit where he turns into a sofa and uh, Rid Kelly says, should we get him some, like when the Ponder's like, what do we do? And Rid Kelly's like, well, get him some nice cushions. And Ponder says like, well, that's a bit tasteless. And Rid Kelly's like, I don't know. When people are sick, they like nice cushions. And that was not, not a big, again, not a bad bit. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and so they remember that Rincewind exists Yes, um, and the Rincewind used to be the assistant librarian and would actually might know. Yeah, might know the so the librarian's name. So so that's their flimsy motivation mm -hmm. to try to find Rincewind, whom they zapped to four X, mm -hmm. which is we keep saying Australia, but it's it's X X X X. That's four, and this was some time ago. Like yes. he's been there for a while. Yeah, it was the end of interesting times. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to go get him back, and they don't know how to get there. So they start looking for the. Uh, Oh, emeritus professor of cruel geography. Right. And so they find his room and in his room is a bathroom and the bathroom's attached to a beach. So they get to the beach uh, and they decide they're going to go out there. And it turns out that the beach is back in time for some reason. Sure. So now we have a time travel plot. And what they found like this portal mm -hmm. to the to this uh tropical the beach paradise past. yeah in the past has nothing to do with rincewind as far nope. as they know but coincidentally it ends up tying in with it yeah sure why not and so they're now in the past on this island and on this island there's a god of evolution mm -hmm. who they meet and there's some good bits about that yeah um and then they get pulled forward in time by Rincewind to help them with the to help Rincewind with the plot that's well, happening in Australia. When when they're in the past, mm -hmm. they come to the continent that mm -hmm. will be Forex. Yeah. And I think we interpreted mm -hmm. this differently. I think them shooting some fireballs mm -hmm. in the high magical field of the past scorched the continent and took away all the water right maybe something different happened but that's what i think happened. i think that they needed to come forward in time so they could give the god magic of the rain stick to Rincewind to make there be rain the fact that either of our interpretations are equally valid yeah. and neither of us is saying no absolutely not here's this passage yeah. that confirms it that it's so vague kind of backs up what we're saying yeah it's kind of muddy it's a kind of a mess mm -hmm. and you can see all there's all these different sort of unrelated just 
events happening mm-hmm. that don't there's nothing that ties them together and it's Yeah, like back in book yeah. 1. Except I kind of got into that with um Light Fantastic, the second mm-hmm. Rincewind book because I was sort of interested in going from place to place and it didn't feel like it needed more. This right. feels like it needs more. Yeah, it absolutely does. Also, we talked you talked a little about, you know, heart and all that stuff. I think Terry Pratchett's very good at universally human experiences, mm-hmm. which is why I can, you know, as as an American mm-hmm. of my age, can understand something written by a British person a bit older than me because the shared human experience trumps any, like, mm-hmm. uh, specific. But the more specific he gets, the more he loses me because I don't know all this Australia stuff. I know, I know the stuff in pop culture, mm-hmm. but... The more specific it gets, it's like, oh, well, you must have gone to Australia on a book tour, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now, man. And the things that are kind of general, the ones that are sort of more well-known, are so broad. Yeah, they are. It, it's either so specific you have to look it up on L-Space or so broad. Yeah, the whole Mad Max bit mm-hmm. was, oh, there, I mean... Obviously, there's no cars. Mm-hmm. They're in like horse-drawn carriages, but it's exactly They're the same. They're in fantasy otherwise. times, but it's otherwise exactly the yeah. same. They're all wearing leather and metal, mm-hmm. and they're all trying to kill each other. And water is hard to find, mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. And and then the crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. Only he's a literal crocodile, yep. but uh, okay. But all of that said, there was one thing mm-hmm. which I am actually not familiar with the source, right? Which is uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, right? And this is my good thing. I was waiting for the whole drag queen thing to get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. to get a little problematic, and it never did. It was genuinely enjoyable to see. Didn't shy away from the struggles of those characters and never played them for laughs, mm-hmm. at least not the kind of cheap laughs you expect from a bit like this. Yeah. Uh, makes me wonder if he spent some time with some crossdressers around this time between this and the bits in Jingo with uh, with Nobby. Maybe. Because he's suddenly got these sympathetic characters, mm-hmm. and the joke is never at their expense. The joke is at Rinswin's expense. Right. He thinks they're women. And they're so amused by the fact that he mm-hmm. doesn't understand that they could be men in drag that they're like, oh, well, he's blind. He's obviously blind. Yep. And th- that's it. That's the joke. It's not like, ha ha, men are in dresses. It's, but I also like that he, again, he talks about because this stand in for Australia, which is mm-hmm. basically Australia, is so hyper-masculine that the culture there really frowns on this, doesn't want them, throws beer bottles at them and shit. So, like, it's not like this this glorified fantasy version of them where life is perfect for them. They're still struggling, but also they're tough as hell and they throw the beer bottles back and so forth. And I just, I don't know, I like that. Yeah, and the, there was also the sort of the standard comedic bit where the, there's a like a um, a biological woman dressing yes. up like yes. one of the drag queen men mm-hmm. that Rincewind keeps looking at her and going, she doesn't seem quite, there's something off about her. Yeah. Not and, sure. And uh, her name was, like, uh, what was it? Was oh, it Oh, God. I wrote Mila? it down even. It's something like yeah. that, yes. It was like a dude's name with an A at the end. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh, God, this is, and she ends up being, just like you say, a biological yeah. woman, which I I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. So and the closest thing to a love interest Rincewind mm-hmm. has had, and I thought it might have been interesting to yeah. spend a little more time with that, but mm-hmm. nah. Instead, he meets Bill Rincewind, mm-hmm. the the uh, Arch Chancellor of 
down mm-hmm. under university yeah, or whatever. whatever. But like, what was the point of that? He's got a relative. Yep, that's the it. The end. Like, there's nothing. And then we run around with these second set of wizards. Yeah, and it's it's more of that in every place there's mm-hmm. a guy like this thing, which it's better with them than it is with Dibbler, and we get another Dibbler. Here's the thing I noticed mm-hmm. in this book. In the last couple of books where a Dibbler stand-in has shown up. It's a lot briefer. Yes, it Mercifully is. briefer. It is. But the characters who notice them, it happened mm-hmm. in this and it happened in Jingo, where uh, Nobby and Colin said, is your name something mm-hmm. like Dibbler? Mm-hmm. And the characters are getting annoyed at the fact that there's a Dibbler. Well, okay. You you you, you chose did, this. Yeah, why? You did this. Why are you saying, like, I don't understand... Mm-hmm why you continue to write these things if even the people in the books are sick of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're spotting the dibblers and rolling their eyes. That doesn't make it better. Nope. It just no, You chose this. It, it just indicates that he knows it's getting tiresome and he's still doing it. Uh, back to the... Um, uh, back to the, the Priscilla, the Queen yes. of the Desert bit. Yes. Um, we also have uh, the luggage shows up. Oh, yes. And the luggage has been hanging out with them for a while. Yep. And the luggage has been like taking care of their like uh, the clothes for the show and all that mm-hmm. and is wearing like uh, high heeled shoes. Yes. The tiny yep. little the thousands of tiny mm-hmm. little legs have have thousands of shoes. Yep. And uh, the, the luggage has like um, its lid was it's, uh, it's, pierced. Yes. And. Uh, Rincewind's like you're gonna like lose all this stuff when we go right and the luggage is like set on keeping the, mm-hmm. the, the lid piercing and so that was that was very good also they call him Trunky they call him Trunky mm-hmm. and they call him her yep and or I don't know I don't know what could, yeah I mean I we, have no idea yeah Rincewind assumed he and therefore through him we assumed he yeah maybe she who knows but uh, that and was maybe they helped the luggage realize something who knows, who knows? Yeah. but it was cute and again it was funny, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, ha ha, look at this. They actually, um, uh, in L-Space, mentioned that uh, where Rincewind was going to, the, the gala, mm-hmm. is supposed to be oh, the like... Gala. the gala. Yeah. Yeah. is supposed to be like a... Um, Australian Mardi Gras. Yeah, except that with a, like, um, that is sort of focused on, like, uh, gay and lesbian stuff, like it's a little, like, right. pride... And mm-hmm. uh, they uh, actually in L space actually mentioned that um, there's some issues with uh, like trans folks and mm-hmm. and uh, with crossdressers not being welcome there. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, so they was, touched on that. They a touched on bit. which yeah, was again that, that was that's pretty bit ahead er- of its that, time. Yeah, pretty early. It was for like that. twenty years ago. And oh, also, and I fucked up earlier. It's not. Yes. Uh, it's not biological. I was not meaning meaning biological woman. I was meaning assigned female. Yeah. I, I struggle with the terminology. I think I we both that up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we both still struggle with it occasionally. We are trying our best, and if we get something wrong, please tell us. Yep, I, I fucked it up. I was trying to remember. Yeah, did it too slow. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but anyways, the um that I, that was kind of ahead of its time to yeah and make that a thing and just overall I thought mm-hmm. enjoyable because mm-hmm. Rincewind was kind of clueless. It was nice to like. It's nice when he meets up with friendly allies mm-hmm. who are tough who actually protect him like briefly cohen mm-hmm. from time to time and it was another one of those situations and it never none of the jokes felt mean-spirited yeah that was the big like, thing yeah. i kept waiting for yeah. like okay this was good until uh, speaking of which we actually uh were worried coming into this that there was going to be some promo 
problematic stuff with the Aboriginal people from yeah, Australia. I remembered because I remembered them yeah. being involved in this, and they are a little bit. Yeah, um, and there's some um, Aboriginal uh, like myths and folklore and stuff that's been mm-hmm. involved in this book, and I was real worried it was going to be just yep. Like like an interesting time situation. Interesting times did okay. I it mean, was, we're not. Uh, we yeah, can judge. Yeah, but but it didn't seem like it did a lot of the things it, that are called out in a lot of. There know. was some stuff in there that I hated, but uh, mm. this was better than I was expecting. I was yeah. a little worried. There was um, like a couple of times mm-hmm. they mentioned like that these guys have dark skin, and mm-hmm. that's the extent of it. Yep. There's actually Dibbler. The fake Dibbler, mm-hmm. I don't remember what he was called. It doesn't matter. It's Dibbler. It's always Dibbler. Uh, said something racist mm-hmm. that actually, w- like, in a satire way, in a, this character is a piece of shit and you're supposed to know that. Right. Um, at one point, he's he's selling some stuff and he says genuine, like, native art. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this is made by you. Well, yes, I'm I'm indigenous, more indigenous than they are. It's like, ooh, that is exactly what a white dude would say. Yeah, but yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that was satire. It was meant as satire. It was taken as satire. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> Good job, Sir Terry. But yeah, the, I was worried coming into this that we were going to have yep. a lot of real, like... Nope. But... And, you know, again, we yeah, can't say. we don't know. And, you A couple know, of white guys talking about a book that a white guy wrote. Yeah. If if someone, like, said, hey, by the way... Yeah, this, this whole sucked. This whole bit yeah. was real cultural appropriate or whatever, I'd be like, oh, okay. Makes well, sense. Yeah. I, I don't know, but but it wasn't obvious like yeah, to me. It wasn't glaringly, glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. And some of his stuff like that hasn't aged very well. Yeah. And uh, on that front, mm-hmm. at the very least, he deals with some things that could go wrong and don't. So mm-hmm. I guess he gets a little credit there. Still not interesting. There were a couple of okay bits. I liked, there's a point where Rincewind invents Vegemite. Mm-hmm. And it's clever because they gradually set up the fact that this fake Australia has beer and it's got right. beer in cans and he's never seen beer in cans before. And someone gives him various foods that he decides to cook. And there's this running joke about terrible food that you invent when you're drunk at two in the morning. Right. Cause you're hungry and you've just got, and this sounds things. like a brilliant idea. Yeah. What if this plus this, but cook it this way. And he cooks beer soup that mm-hmm. softens or, you know, thickens into this sticky, salty, gross mess. Mm-hmm. And, Everyone who tries it hates it and then wants more. Right. And we tried Vegemite once. We tried Vegemite and Marmite. And Marmite. And they were both repulsive. One of them was slightly less repulsive than the other one. I, I believe don't Vegemite which. was the better. I, yeah, the I think Vegemite was slightly less repulsive. Yeah, I believe that's true. It was more salty and less bitter. Yeah. The Marmite was bitter. But but it was, I, I thought it used all the pieces that were already there. Mm-hmm in an interesting way to make a thing that Australia is famous for. And that was cute. Certainly not worth writing a book about. Nope. But I thought that was cute. There was um, some good bits about um, the cave paintings coming alive. Yeah, what was that, though? I think that is um, a reference to some mythology stuff, like like drawing the world and then like it comes Aboriginal alive. Aboriginal Australian yeah, stuff? I think okay. so. I'm not, I'm not an expert, yeah, yeah. but... Uh, that's and I'm not hugely well read. Like I've read some, but not mm-hmm. a, not a ton. And I think that's a sort of a reference to that. And then you had the Creator God drawing stuff, and then it came, then it came. Yeah, I alive. liked I liked the image of that. I mm-hmm. liked the device of that. Of every time the kangaroo showed up, it was a cave drawing or mm-hmm. a picture of the Rue beer mm-hmm. ad or something like that. I liked 
but then it just disappeared. I don't know. They were drawing. There was a cute bit where the wizards <laughs> drew, tried to draw a duck by committee yep. and ended up inventing the platypus. Right. And that was kind of That was cool. pretty funny. Yeah. But I like usually in books like this, there are passages mm -hmm. about like the power of mm -hmm. drawing magic or whatever. And it ex explains a little. And again, I don't care that it makes logical sense, but like. None of this evolution stuff to me fits in with any other part of Discworld to me. Like, it doesn't, like, so evolution exists, but also all these gods exist. <laughs> and when you believe in something, it happens more. Th Who those knows? things seem at odds and not in a way where it's like, but it's funny, so who cares? Because it's not funny. It's like he's trying to world build, but he's trying to world build things that don't fit together. And he's usually really good at making that connective tissue, like making you see how this thing and that thing are alike or mm -hmm. connected. And that wasn't in this at all. No. This whole thing felt like it was missing connective tissue. No, and the evolution thing was interesting in and of itself. Mm -hmm. If he wrote a book, maybe not even related to Discworld, mm -hmm. just independent, about the god of evolution, mm -hmm. that's a funny idea. And the god of evolution bits, some of those were pretty funny. Um, Ponder decides he wants to uh, join the God of Evolution. Yeah, and, stay and be yeah. his assistant rather than working for this asshole. Yeah, because he hates the wizards. And mm -hmm. there's a bit uh, saying, like, there's a bit in there where Ponder says, um, I used to think you could learn something from old fossils, but now I'm beginning to doubt it, meaning uh -huh. the wizards. Right. Um, no, I like, I like Ponder's bits in this. Mm -hmm. And I like him pointing out all the, well, this isn't a patch on mm -hmm. what we had back in mm -hmm. the day, and old blah, blah, and he would count. Like, okay, yep. now they're going to reference mm -hmm. some wizard no one's ever heard of, three. Mm -hmm. What? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. Just took him three seconds to say that. But he decides he's going to stay and help the god of evolution because mm -hmm. he thinks it's something that sort of makes sense. Yeah. And then it turns out that the god of evolution is like, no, 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 my, my big project, the thing I'm working on, the thing that's going to live is ends up being the cockroach because that's the, yeah, the thing famously yeah. the most survivable and then ponder runs away because he's like no not not that yeah gross yeah which i guess that was okay i don't know i kind of would have liked if they just written off ponder mm -hmm. like it's not like we need him again like that felt like a goofy punchline mm -hmm. to a actually a decent arc yeah where we see ponder suffering and then he gets like gets to go where he belongs that mm -hmm. would have been nice but then it was like, ha ha, the cockroach. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. And um, my, uh, let's see here. My good thing is um, we have Mrs. Whitlow, mm -hmm. who is the housekeeper and uh, one of the few female characters in this book. There's not many. No, uh, uh, her and... and the, uh, the Priscilla Queen of the Desert guys, and that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and cock forest yeah it's a real cock forest of a book mm -hmm. um and so she comes uh into the island with with these guys and uh she goes around with them and like we said the wrangler is horny for her haha -ha. and there's so many jokes about what's proper to do around mm -hmm. a lady like mm -hmm. it was cute for a minute and it goes on for like a hundred pages about some of the stuff this. some of the stuff it was funny like they they make a table because she needs a table to, to sit at. That kind of thing was, was I right. did not find that funny at all. But later on, um, Ponder is trying to explain um, sexual reproduction to well, yeah, the god the, of evolution. The thing is he keeps creating ones of things. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, they need to breed. Well, how do they breed? And Ponder tries to explain yeah, it. Yeah, and he's, his um, Ponder's uh, like 
relative, his uncle, has like a nut farm mm-hmm. where he's like, so I think sexual reproduction has something to do with brushes. About my uncle's nuts. Yeah, my uncle's there was, nuts. There was a couple of good jokes yeah. there. Um, and Mrs. Whitlow ends up having to explain it to Yeah, the none guy. of the wizards yeah. either know or can explain mm-hmm. it because of decorum, mm-hmm. but probably don't know because old fat virgins, mm-hmm. ha ha. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Um, but Mrs. Whitlow knows because she's been married. So yes. she takes the the god off and explains and it was it's a pretty funny bit. Yeah, that's actually yeah. good. And for a minute she was like the most interesting character in the book. And then she just sort of poofs away. Just like everything else. Yeah. Just like the librarian who was driving mm-hmm. the wizards in the first place. Just uh, nah. Mm-hmm. Not important anymore. But no, that was that was a good bit. That's your good thing. That's right? my good thing. Yeah, that was a good thing. One good thing. One good thing. I, I it brought my attention back in for about five or six pages, and yeah. then gone again. There was, there were so many. Like I think there were more bad jokes in this, like deliberately bad jokes, and mm-hmm. some of them on purpose. Mm-hmm. Some of them were like, "There's a bit about how." Well, I picked two punes this time. I, you can do those now if mm-hmm. you like, but that's not what I'm talking about. But if you want to, you know, no, no, continue your thought. Well, just the the bit is. Rid Cully has no sense of humor, but tells jokes anyway. Mm-hmm. And when he says a bad joke, he will then say, eh, you get it? Huh? Did you hear me? Did you get it? Did you get it? And like, okay, I guess that emphasizes how terrible he is. I understand that as a character thing. But then there were bits like, there's a point where Rincewind runs to the city, and I guess it's supposed to be um, Sydney mm-hmm. because they keep talking about the opera house. right? And uh, he's in a kitchen where they're making, and this is a thing... I don't know if it's well known, but it's I learned it through QI probably about how the dish Peach Melba was named after an opera singer named Melba or something like that. Only the joke is they have to create a dessert for someone named Butt. That feels like a six-year-old came mm-hmm. up with that. The Butts. lady has an ice cream named after her and the lady, her name is Butt. Like, that's not a joke. Butts. That's just saying Butt. <laughs> but... It's not uh, like crotch. it just didn't it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. Like you're laughing because the word butt is funny, but not because I, it was funny in this context. I am laughing because the word butt is funny because the word butt is funny, yes. but Terry Pratchett context, can do better. It just was like, really? That's the best you could do there? And the whole book has just tons and tons of that stuff. But okay, let's talk about the puns that you chose. Okay, so I chose two puns. Uh, they're both short, and it's okay also because, like, we're, we don't have as much to talk about as we usually do. We really do. don't. So there, there, there's time. Mm-hmm. There was time now. Um, now mm-hmm. I'm pulling it up. Okay. The first one is paleontology and archaeology and other skullduggery uh-huh. uh, were not subjects that interested the wizards. Okay. Skullduggery. It's terrible. <laughs> not good. And then the other one is, um, ah, I see what you mean, said Rid Cully. You're thinking, what kind of a bird stops flying around for a quick smoke? A puffin, said the bursar. (sighs) That one, you just about shook the car down. Yeah. With the sighing. I'm not happy about that. (laughs) There's a point where Rincewind is shearing the sheep Mm -hmm. and talking to the kangaroo and talking about how they could breed. A woolly jumper. Eh? Uh, 
Like I say, there's more of them in this book. Like, it seemed like he was going out of his way on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe Maybe he had a a notebook that he was trying to empty Mm, out. Or maybe, like, it's an Australian thing. Like, maybe there's a certain cultural thing about bad puns or Mm -hmm. something. You know, because that's, like, you know, different places have sort of a different, like, sense of humor. And, like, you know, you do more sort of sarcastic, satirical stuff if you're doing British stuff. And you do sort of broad things if you're doing American stuff. And Butts. Maybe that's the Australian sense of humor is bad puns. I don't know. I I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. I don't know much about Australia. Most of what I know comes from that Simpsons episode Mm -hmm. and this book. (laughs) So, oh, no, that's not true. I read Bill Bryson's book about the, which is actually this, the title of this was a pun on that. It was called The Lost Continent. Um, I might as well do my quote. Yeah, might as well. Um, might, might as well. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to forget about this book entirely. Oh, I already have. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are in Death's house. Oh, yeah, real quick. There's yes. a there's a runner, and I like this. Mm-hmm. Death is getting really irritated by the fact that Rincewind refuses to die. His lifetimer... What what it is? It was like made by a glass blower with the hiccups or something, right? Because it's it's all janky looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, he should just be the sand empties from one bulb into the other bulb, bulb, and when it runs out, he's dead. But he won't die, and death just starts sort of taunting him, mm-hmm. showing up every now and then, and like because death has gone through being annoyed, and now he's just screwing with Rincewind. Yeah, now it's like, well, why do I like? Why am I the only one that has to suffer mm-hmm. here? I can make him suffer mm-hmm. too. He just shows up. He's like, no, 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 not for you. I have an appointment across town. I thought I, I thought you'd like to see a friendly face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is good. And, you know, that's that's most of what we get from death. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a chunk that you. Uh, yeah, he's uh, learning about Forex uh, Australia. Yeah. yeah, he's um, researching in his mm-hmm. like uh, in his study. Uh, so he's looking at a book. Dangerous mammals, reptiles, amphibians, birds, fish, jellyfish, insects, spiders, crustaceans, grasses, trees, mosses and lichen of terra incognita. He read. He his gaze moved down the spine. Volume twenty nine C. He added, "Oh, part three. I see." He glanced up at the listening shells. Possibly, <clears throat> possibly it would be simpler if I asked for a list of the harmless creatures of the aforesaid continent. They waited. It would appear that. No wait, master. Here it comes. Albert pointed to something white zigzagging lazily through the air. Finally, Death reached up and caught the single sheet of paper. He read it carefully and then turned it over briefly, just in case there was anything written on the other side. May I, said Albert. Death handed him the paper. Some of the sheep, Albert read aloud. Yep. Pretty good. That was. I mean, you know, Death is usually good. Even in the books he's in that we don't like, his bits are, you know, usually good. Mm -hmm. And I usually like Albert okay, too. Eh, He's (laughs) fine. He's there. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's really not much more. Like, the bursar invents surfing, because I don't know why not. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a bit of that again. Mm-hmm. And come on, we're at book 22 now. Mm-hmm. In book 10, it was like, okay, you're still figuring it out. But you're you're done figuring it out, man. This is sandwiched between two of the best books, mm-hmm. Jingo and Carpe Jugulum. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for this. There's um some nice bits of business where... Um, they talk about camels coming across on pieces of driftwood, like because that's how people think that ants got. Yeah, places there's there's or all whatever. kinds of things that before we knew that the con like Pangaea was a thing. We're it's desperately like, well, trying to explain uh, things. How did something that lives in Africa get to Australia? Well, it must have turned to a piece coconuts. of driftwood. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
and yeah, that's a that's a runner throughout the book. And every now and then, it's like uh, something. Rincewind says mm-hmm. he's from Ankh-Morpork. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What did you share a piece of driftwood with a camel?" Yeah, or something. There wouldn't like have that. possibly been room. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it, that that comes up every now and then. It's pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's about yeah, that's, all I that's got. That's not all. There's, if you uh, if you patron pay for the notes this episode, like yeah. sorry, I try like. The way we do these now, we're doing them pretty quick, and so I sort of backfill the notes, and I'm like, well, pe- some people are looking at these. Some people donated to see, like, our thoughts. And don't like, look this time. I don't, I don't have any. You've, you, you, you've heard them you've all. You've been shortchanged. Uh, there is actually one other thing that I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. though. Um, in the later book where Rincewind appears briefly, right? it's mentioned that he is now the egregious professor of dangerous, dangerous geography. Mm-hmm. Which I thought should have happened in this book. It would have mm-hmm. been a nice payoff. Like it would have. He doesn't have much of an arc, mm-hmm. but it would have been like he's been everywhere All dangerous. And I think it would be funny because he's supposed to be a terrible wizard. Mm-hmm. It could be a play on those who don't teach. Yeah, and like, or those who can't teach, mm-hmm. and like he can't wizard, so he has to teach, and he teaches the one thing he knows: dangerous geography, because he's seen all of it. But it like it would and be he survived all of it. Yeah, so it would be yeah. a nice like end to his story mm-hmm. to bring that up in this book instead he saves the world doesn't get credit for it and goes home yep and that's it that's and it. this comes up later and it's like come on that would have been a nice mm-hmm. neat you know thing one nice thing happens to him once mm-hmm. nope instead rid cully has to be an asshole again oh i hate him so much the um egregious professor thing that was something i read in Alice space that was kind of neat where yeah apparently a, that's a it used to be egregious used to mean like meritus like it used to be like a good word and it's yeah. changed over time to now mean ba- yeah a bad so it's thing. got the double meaning yeah so that that was yeah that nice was nice bit of wordplay mhm mhm anything else i mean not really well we only talk until we don't have things to talk about yeah, i'm not going to like no we've yeah. How was how was your day? Uh huh. Not interested. <laughs> Uneventful. <laughs> Should we just quote Bojack? Uh yes. Yes. Okay. That, very that good. I will do. Uh well, let's see. We did our quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did our pun or play on words. So, uh, what is your grade? C minus. Whatever. That's what I gave it. Yeah. To. Like the front half sucked more than the back half. Yeah. Like if if the back half had been the same as the front half, this would have been a D or a D minus. But there was some okay stuff in the second. Yeah, half. Yeah, it barely gets a passing grade. Yeah. One thing I said to you a few times was, of the bad books, this is the best one. Yeah, that doesn't make it good. Mm-mm. It still goes in the category of, and the thing is, there are forty four books, mm-hmm. forty no, forty two books mm-hmm. in this series, and I would say thirty of them are good. Yes, like we keep. Bringing up bad books. Well, do you guys even like this series? Yes. Yeah, there's there's 10, 12 that we don't think are good, but most of them are so good. Three quarters of this series is good. 75%. I don't know I any like, author. The ones I like, I like so much. Also, there's only one more book that we're positive is not mm-hmm. great after this. Beyond that, we've got um, 20 more books to mm-hmm. go, and 19 of them are at least pretty good, if not yep. excellent. And there's a few that I like more, you like more, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But there's only one more book where I'm like, woof, this book stinks. Yeah, and there's absolutely no excuse for it. No. Nope. But we'll get there in five Maybe more Maybe it'll be good. It's it not going to be good. Won't. It no. won't be good. No. All right, so the cliche count. Uh, something that happened to other people was only once, mm-hmm. which is exactly how many times it should be. That's his dumb joke, so do it. 
No quantum, a couple of surreptitious too. Uh, one susuration. Five gingerlies. It felt like way more than that. No, just five. So, because every time it happens, we go, how did he do it? Yep. It's turned into a weird panto thing yeah. in our house. Uh, So I guess that's it. Yeah, whatever. Don't read this one. Sinks. Yeah. Um, I mean, nobody, every nerd is going to read every book. That's how nerds work. I don't understand don't, that. Don't. There's some of them you shouldn't bother with. Yeah. Listen to All us. the Rincewind books. Yeah, basically. Um... Next time, we are doing Carpe Jugulum. Yeah, we are. Which is my favorite witch's book. It's very good. And just an excellent book. And really looking forward to it. Like, there's specific moments from the series. Like, Mm -hmm. if I had to come up with a list of, like, say, ten of my favorite moments across the whole series, one or two of them are in that book. There's so many good characters. Yeah. And it's, you know, Nanny and Granny and Mm -hmm. Magrat and Mm -hmm. uh, Agnes. Like, Mm -hmm. all our our friends are back. So, uh. Rincewind can't hurt us anymore. Good. So, yes. So that's it. This has been a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Amanda Smith for Algar Productions and Giant Black Albatross, copyright 2019 and 2020. For full archives, RSS feed, and more details about us, visit thedeathofpodcast.com. And for access to our show notes, bonus photos, advanced copies of episodes, and even the opportunity to pick something for us to review, consider a donation at patreon.com slash algar. That's A-A-L-G-A-R. Thanks for listening. 